Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It never is, but especially not on a teaching tutorial Thursday when class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell of NFL Films University. Absolutely love the deep dive with Greg into some of the biggest and best games every single week. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. Love those of you that spread the word in any way. I'm announcing a winner tomorrow, and I'll just tell you right now, those of you that tweet at us, your Spotify wrapped, that show how much time you spend listening to this show, that's going to be the winner. So hit me up at Ross Tucker NFL. Hit up at Ross Tucker Pod with your Spotify wrapped thing. I love seeing those. It's very humbling, very exciting. And one of you will be the spread the word winner via social media this week. Just make sure you tag at Ross Tucker NFL and at Ross Tucker pod. And then we'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner. Of course, so many good sponsors, Babel and Raycon, ExpressVPN, GameTime, etc. All you ever have to do is take advantage of one of them and then email it to me, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. YouTube shout out, very cool as well. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of shout outs, Crystal Thomas. I love that we keep racking up the patrons. They either just want to be part of our crew, patreon.com slash RT Media, or they want to see the even money bets in black and white. Either one's fine. Just one way or the other, become a part of what we're doing. I think you'll love the gang. Patreon.com slash RT Media. I know you love Greg Cosell. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg. I like when we have a Thursday night game that (laughs) I'm excited about and that interests me. Most of you know Greg Cosell, 44 years at NFL Films. He's the executive producer and on-air talent, which is one of the best things 
that the executive producer ever decided was to put Greg Cosell on as an on-air talent on the NFL matchup show every weekend, ESPN, ESPN2, Sal Pal, Darius Butler, check your local listening listings. But anyway, he's at Greg Cosell on social media. We got the Cowboys and the Seahawks tonight, Greg. What will you be watching for in this one? Uh, Ross, there's a lot going on in this game, um, particularly on the side of the ball of the Seahawks offense, Cowboys defense. The Seahawks, over the last two, three weeks, have transitioned from being essentially a, a multiple tight end offense, which they were a year ago and through the first part of this season, to now an 11 personnel offense with three wide receivers. And we knew that would happen because they drafted uh, Jackson Smith Najigba with the 20th pick in the first round. Uh, I think that there's been a little bit of, a, of an acclimation period here, a little bit of an adjustment period. And I think what's happening is um, Geno Smith, because there's different route concepts, there's different things you do out of 11 than you do out of multiple tight ends. Um, he has to just get used to this and become a little quicker with his processing, given the different route concepts. And now he's facing a defense. Two things stand out when you watch the Cowboys' defense. Number one, they play the highest percentage of man coverage in the NFL. And two, they are as multiple with their front looks as any team in the league, and they stunt an awful lot. We all think of Micah Parsons, and there's no question Parsons. Um, he gets to top speed faster than any edge rusher in the league. He's sudden. He's twitchy. But he's not the only guy that moves around. They move around Armstrong. They move around Lawrence. It's a very difficult defense to figure out how to pass protect against. So the Seahawks were playing well earlier, Greg. They're not playing well now. Like, Why, why would you fix something that wasn't broken? That's a hard question for me to answer because I'm not there. Uh, but obviously, when they drafted Smith and Jigba, they, in a sense, on draft day, made a commitment to the fact that they were going to play more 11 personnel. He got hurt in training camp, so that process couldn't really be deployed and worked through through the course of training camp. So they have to make that adjustment during the season. That's hard to do. Um, so, you know, I think they're they're working through it in season. And you see the results. It's It's been a little up and down. I mean, it's it's not as if it's terrible, but it's been up and down. You know, I would also say this, Greg. I understand what they do with the different fronts and the different stunts, the Cowboys defensively. And I think that there's some value in it. And certainly it helps Parsons at times. But there are also times for me where I'd like to just see him get a chance to just rush. Well, they do that sometimes. No, I know, but I mean, like, consistent. Because a lot of times those guys tell you they're trying to set the guy up. Yeah. You know, there's certain things. It, it seems like they move him around and they do enough stunts that I would love to see his percent, like, how many straight rush opportunities he gets over each spot and how many stunts they have. And I'd be curious to ask him, like, does he like that or would he rather just be able to rush over over one guy? Good question. Um, You know, we can always debate who's the best pass rusher in the league, uh, and reasonable people can disagree on that, but I'm not sure there's a more sudden or twitchier um, pass rusher than Micah Parsons. I would agree with that. It seems like he moves different. Now, I'll say this. Miles Garrett moves incredibly well for his size, 
And uh, T.J. Watt's just a really good football yeah. player. Oh, no, no. That's why I said we can debate who's the best, you know, but they're all a little different. I mean, the thing about Garrett is he's 275 pounds. Yep. No, it, he's got that element for sure. What about, Greg, let's talk Lions and Saints. It's a really big game for both yeah. these teams. And the Saints might not have Olave. They might not have Rashid Shahid. And then for the Lions, it feels like their defense isn't playing as well the last couple of weeks, Greg. Curious what you're seeing from these two teams. Well, as you may recall, and it played out on, on Thanksgiving Day, I mentioned last week you asked me about the Lions' defense, and I said that they're playing more man, and they're struggling a bit because the two corners, Jacobs and Sutton, have not played as well in recent weeks as they did earlier in the season. And I think, Ross, that you would agree that that played out on Thanksgiving Day. And... Uh, I think, again, these are things you'd have to be in their building, in their meetings to know, but Aaron Glenn has chosen over the last number of weeks to play more man coverage, and they're getting hurt by it a little bit because their corner play is is really not been that great. Look, the bottom line is, is you could make the argument, okay, and another thing that could be debated, but you could make the argument that corner is the most important position on defense because you can scheme pressure, but it's really hard to cover up bad corner play. So, you know, I think they're struggling in that area, but they've been playing a lot of man. And I believe Anzalone might be out now, and he's their, their, he's their stabilizing defensive player. He plays almost every snap. I think he's had uh, a top-five linebacker year in the league, and if he's out, I think that really, really hurts their defense. Any thoughts on, on the Saints? They kind of disappoint me, Greg. Now yeah, they're all I'm, just beat up. i got to tell you, I don't have anything brilliant other than I just, Derek Carr is a guy, and, and I've felt this way for years. Um, I have a hard time figuring him out because he's very gifted when you just look at the traits to play the position in the league. But I feel like, and I can't put my finger on it, I'll be the first to admit it. You know, if I feel like I don't know, I'm going to tell you. I just don't know why he's not a more consistent, higher level quarterback because he has the, the physical traits to be that. Interesting. Um, seems like he especially struggles in the red zone for whatever reason. Yeah, they've had a hard a... time this year. You know, when teams struggle in the red zone, there's many different reasons for that. It's not just the quarterback. He's part of it, obviously, but it's not just the quarterback. So the Steelers are hosting the Cardinals, and the the question there, Greg, is really about the Steelers' offense yep. now that they've got a new coordinator, new play caller. Matt Canada is not there anymore. I mean, doesn't feel like Greg. It's a coincidence that you have a new coordinator, and for the first time in years, like almost sixty games, the Steelers go for over four hundred yards yeah. of offense. <laughs> what What did they do different? What did you see? Well, it's funny because the first play of the game, they came out and they went four verticals, um, and he hit. Um, uh, Fryermuth on a seam ball. Uh, you know, the one thing, a couple of things you notice right away. Number one, they worked between the numbers, between the hashes. Prior to this game, they had among the fewest attempts in the league working inside. And you, you can't take that out of your offense. You've got to work inside. Um, that's what the NFL is because of where the hash marks are located. You have to be able to be effective with your passing game inside. So that was one thing that immediately stood out, that they worked inside uh, between the hashes, between the numbers. Um, and, again, I, I 
I don't know what it is, but Kenny Pickett looked so much more decisive. The ball came out. He wasn't moving around as much. Um, he looked far more comfortable on his drop, his sets in the pocket. Um, this was a good building block game, I thought, for uh, both for Pickett and the passing game. Um, and as you said, they gained over 400 yards for the first time, I believe, in 58 games. They never gained 400 yards under Matt Canada. So, and and while Pickett's not throwing touchdowns, uh, he's not thrown an interception in 208 passes, which is the Steelers' record. That's a really good. I didn't even know that. That's a good stat. That, I mean, that's a big reason why they've they've won these games, even without yeah. putting up big yardage. Is he's not turning it over. And the other factor that was really big in this given game, and, and, you know, obviously the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow, but there's nothing wrong with their defense in terms of personnel. Pickett was outstanding on third down versus the Bengals. He was 10 for 14 for 165, and eight of those 10 completions resulted in first downs, and he was not sacked. That's the other thing. No turnovers, no sacks, and that really helps your offense. Speaking of Canada... Greg, that's where you drink and get delicious Labatt Blue Light. That's where Labatt Blue Light comes from. Our neighbors to the north, Canada. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights tonight while you're watching the Seahawks and the Cowboys live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Greg, let's get to some of these other games. There's three more I want to dive into with you that I'm fired up about, including, maybe surprisingly, the Broncos and the Texans. (laughs) A couple of teams very much in the mix in the playoff race in the AFC. What do you got on Broncos-Texans? The Broncos have won five in a row, which I think is the longest winning streak now in the AFC. Um their defense has played much, much better since, I believe, week five. Um, you know, I like the players they're playing. They've got now some speed on defense. They play these three young pass rushers who can move around in Cooper, in Benito, uh, and Browning. They're all explosive moving athletes. I think that's really helped them up front. So now when they go to their, their nickel or dime pass rush, they've got three studs with excellent athleticism and movement. Um, Justin Simmons is a real quality safety. I think Patrick Sertan's the best corner in the league. Um, so I think I think you're dealing with a defense now that's playing more to their players. You know, sometimes coaches uh, can get caught up in schemes, and I think what you see with, with the Broncos is they're playing more to their players and letting them play fast. Um, and say what you want, but Alex Singleton, the former Eagle, that guy is always around the football, and he makes a ton of tackles. Yeah, he really does. He was that way in Philadelphia, too. I mean, he's yeah, he's just, uh, he finds his way to the ball. And they're going against the Texans offense. I'll tell you what, Greg, uh, the one thing I'll say about C.J. Stroud, he's not afraid to throw it in there. No. I mean, he's not afraid to, and he, he gives, he, he treats Tank Dell like Tank Dell's Randy Moss. I mean, yeah. he just gives him chances, and he's a little guy, and he's like, well, he gives him chances in one-on-one situations. 
Yeah, they struggled a bit last week. Uh, he, he was moving around more than in any previous game, Stroud, that is. They had some protection issues. He was not as comfortable as he's been pretty much throughout the year and still did not turn it over, um, got sacked a few times. And by the way, Jacksonville, people may not be aware, they have a very, very good defense. They have the third-best third-down defense in the NFL. They are among the highest percentage in the league in stunts. They're really good with pressures. Mike Caldwell's doing a really good job down there uh, for Doug Peterson. Uh, but this will be an interesting game because um, they're going to be missing now their left tackle, Titus Howard. He's out for the season. So they have a little shuffling on their own line, which for the most part, surprisingly for a lot of people, has played really, really well this year. And, you know, I would argue Laramie Tunsil. You know, I'm not an offensive line guru, believe me, Ross. But, you know, when I watch tape, I'm hard-pressed to find two better left tackles in the league than Laramie Tunsil and Trent Williams. Love it. Let's get to arguably the game of the year to this point. Maybe. I mean, it's a really, really big game. It's the Niners in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. It'll be going to almost the whole country, 425 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday Let's start with when the Niners have the football, yeah. Greg, and what you're seeing from from Purdy and that offense and the Eagles' defense. Well, two quick points before we get into the specifics. Number one, the Eagles faced 92 uh, snaps last week against the Bills. Jalen Carter played 76 snaps and Jordan Davis played 62 snaps. I don't know if that'll have a residual effect this week, but that's an awful lot of snaps for big defensive linemen to play in a game. Um, And Fletcher Cox could well be out. Zach Cunningham, I believe, will be out with a hamstring. So they're going to be dipping into the the depth a little bit, and that could be a problem. Um, The 49ers, what we know about Kyle Shanahan, and he's done this for years, they're not heavy with personnel. They line up in normal down and distance with 21 personnel, two backs. Kyle Juszczyk is one of them. But what he does early in the game, he sees the game as a process, Ross. So what he wants to do is he wants to give you a ton of formations, which is what they do at a 21, and a ton of motions, and see how you react. And then he banks those reactions and comes back to it you know, as the game progresses. And that's what he does. Now, obviously, he'd love to have good plays early as well, but that's what he does. As far as Purdy, you know, everybody talks wow with quarterbacks that can run around and make plays. But I think there's two things about Purdy that are pretty wow. Number one, he is as quick a processor as there is in the league. And I notice it when teams do late rotation. When they rotate coverage right at the snap of the ball, Purdy sees it, recognizes it, and makes the right throw immediately. And the other thing, his sense of anticipation is really high level. A lot of people have talked about that 28-yard touchdown he threw to Brandon Ayuk in the last game of the Thursday night or Thanksgiving against the Seahawks. I mean, he threw a ball down the field before Ayuk even began his break into a very tight window, and he put it right on his hands, Ross. Do you know how hard that is? I mean, he's throwing it basically to a spot, not to a player, and he put it right on his hands, literally 35, 40 yards down the field. Yeah, he's um, he's impressive, and I think this will be a huge moment for him with everybody watching if he plays really well against Philadelphia. Uh, that'll be interesting. What about on the other side when the Eagles have the ball? Yeah, their offense has been a little up and down. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Hurts has, has had great moments, individual moments. Um, 
I don't think he's played overall quite as well as he did a year ago, but he's always capable, like that touchdown to Zacchaeus, which was a big-time play. It was a special, special play. He's certainly capable of those. Um, I thought their run game was what got them started last week, that second drive in the third quarter with the swift 36-yarder. They ran to the boundary, the short side of the field, which, by the way, they did really well in the NFC Championship game a year ago against the 49ers. They ran exceptionally well to the boundary, and that's something I'd look for in this game. Ooh, I like that nugget a lot, um, Greg. Let's do one more. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on... The Chiefs and the Packers yeah. Sunday night because the Chiefs kind of got their offense going a little bit. A little bit. And the Packers, I mean, they're kind of on a roll. Yeah, I think Jordan Love is incrementally improving every week. Um, he'll, he'll have some bad moments. I think there are some things he needs to work on. He needs to refine his, his fundamental mechanics, especially his lower body. Um, but I think when you watch him play now, he's a more comfortable player. Um, don't forget, he's got two second-year wideouts and three first-year wideouts. They're playing with two offensive tackles that they didn't expect to be playing with when the season started. So there's a lot going on here, but I think he's kind of settling in. I mean, this is not an X and O point, Ross, and I think you would agree, though. When you watch Love play now, you say, you know, this guy's a professional quarterback. This guy can play in the league. Now, will he make a bad throw? Will he make a bad read? Yeah, he will, and he'll still do that this year as he works through some things. But you don't come away from watching Jordan Love saying, eh, I'm not sure this guy can play in the league. He can play in the league. And I think his traits level is just a notch below the real high-level traits, guys. Wow. That's interesting. Anything on the Chiefs? Uh, you know, their past game was a, you know, a little more efficient last week. Um, but they're still a team for the most part this season that has kind of been fueled by their defense. Um, and, you know, if their offense can kind of get going, they'll be a dangerous team going down the stretch. I think this will be an interesting game for them. Uh, you know, they're on the road. Green Bay's not an easy place to play. Uh, and Green Bay's front's pretty good. And those tackles for the Chiefs can cause some problems um, for, for Mahomes. You know, I'm not in Mahomes' head, but my sense watching the tape, Ross, is that Mahomes is a little conscious of the fact that those tackles, when it's one-on-one pass protection, may not hold up the way they need to. Check him out on social media. He is the man at Greg Cosell. Fantastic stuff as always, Greg. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. At least whether they win or lose, the Chiefs will get that brat after the game. Speaking of brats, did the game go to timeout? It's time to order on DoorDash. Wait, halftime? Ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. That means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yep, right now, the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Tuck's Takes. All right, Ross. Guy by name Aaron Rodgers. His 21-day practice window is opened up. Remarkable. Uh, I guess my thoughts on, on it, Jack, are this. Number one, I still highly doubt that Aaron Rodgers plays in an NFL game this year. I think the Jets and Aaron Rodgers probably know that. I think that there's a lot of different factors at play here. I think that Rodgers you know, had this new surgery. I think he's trying to push the envelope 
as much as he can. And as long as he's not putting himself at risk, feels like there's value in that. And I know the Jets feel like there's a lot of value in continuing to discuss Aaron Rodgers, continuing to give their fan base hope, even though I'm guessing that there's none to be had. Like, I I don't think he's coming back. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff mix. I don't think he's going to play. But certainly on social media or whatever, the Jets are trying to get as much value out of this as they possibly can. And maybe that's, you know, maybe good for them. I don't know. A few roster moves. Texans offensive tackle Titus Howard is headed to the IR for the knee injury. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has announced his retirement after 15 years in the NFL. And the Panthers signed offensive guard Gabe Jackson after putting rookie Chandler Zavala on the IR. Well, Greg kind of talked about Titus Howard. That's obviously not good. Major bummer. And he said left tackle. He meant right tackle for the Texans. Was playing at a really high level. That's not good for Stroud. Deshaun Jackson, man, unbelievable. 15 years. He's going to retire as an Eagle tomorrow, be at the game Sunday, honorary captain. It is wild that Chip Kelly traded away to, like, all-time great Eagles, Ring of Honors guys. Like, un, like unwild. And then for the Panthers, man, they're just trying to get some better play in front of Bryce Young so he can step up and make some plays. At some point, speaking of stepping up, Jack, everybody needs to step up if you're in sales. In football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens, where games are won, where champions are made. Well, guess what? In business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. All right, Ross, so we got a game tonight. It's a pretty good one. The Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks Thursday Night Football. Who do you like in this one and why? Well, I like the Cowboys to win the game. They're on a roll. They're playing very well. They're playing at home. Uh, the Seahawks, conversely, have not been playing very well as of late. I've seen these reports, Jack, where it sounds like, you know, it's been a much better week of practice for Geno Smith, that he's healthier than he was last week. Both teams have had a full week since they both played on Thanksgiving. I think the Seahawks are going to give us a good game. I, think, I, I do not think the Seahawks are going to get blown away. I think it's a competitive game that the Cowboys win uh, 27-20. 2719, something like that. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to myfrontpagestory.com. Can you please check it out? Please, when I tell you, I want you to get the best gift for your loved ones. It's not about me. It's about you. Myfrontpagestory.com. Imagine a framed newspaper cover story that's all about your loved one with pictures of her or him and you and the family. It's amazing. Myfrontpagestory.com. Big fan also. Backoffice scheduler.com. 
go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing.